0: And we're going to get into the Law of One Session 8, the second half or second uh, class discussion of it. This was originally um, received January 26, 1981. Uh, We're working with the um, revised version, um, Session 8. And I believe last time we finished uh, the first eleven. Questions, and <clears throat> this session is very deep in the conspiracy information or uh, secret, uh, secret history related to UFOs, related to Tesla, related to Orion, and a particular contact that we'll read later. And uh, it's long; it goes to 34. Exchanges, 34 q as here. Last time, I believe we ended with uh, 8.11, session 8, question or exchange 11. And Don was <clears throat> asking about the UFO sightings, wondering who is the origin, what's the origin of the various UFO sightings that people have, and the various forms of ET contact. And where we left off was the linkage between the propulsion systems or the energy basis for these craft that Ra had just explained um, are uh many operated by uh military, human military groups. And the linkage between that energy source and uh m- the human issues of, of energy production and resources and usage. Uh, 8.11, Don was asking, wouldn't this type of craft totally solve or come close to solving a lot of the energy problems as far as transport goes? Uh, and this question, his his wording, the words were inaudible. The tape recorder couldn't get it. And this was a kind of a hot session in terms of secret information that Rod doesn't normally present because they think it's not that important, and because the purpose of the raw contact is to share the principles of soul evolution and cosmic plan, and not the the, uh, sensational details of secret negative activity on Earth, but that's part of what's going on here, and it's useful to know. Raw says, the technology, which includes these technologies, the technology your peoples possess at this time is capable of resolving each and every limitation which plagues your social memory complex at this present nexus of experience. However, the concerns of some of your beings with distortions towards what you would call powerful energy, meaning seeking power by energy, uh, high esoteric technologies, cause these solutions to be withheld until the solutions are so needed that those with the distortion towards power, basically, service to self, can then become further distorted in the direction of power. Meaning, they won't um, release these free energy, basically Tesla-related uh, and some Orion-back-engineered technologies regarding transport, but also energy um, energy generation. They won't release these until there's some kind of um, crisis uh, on the surface in terms of... Um, uh, depletion of oil or uh, world war or something else where then there's this critical need uh, for, that, for the new energy uh, technologies, and then they would gain even more power by releasing them at that time of great distress. And that's just the way negatives work. So this is about free energy, um, cold fusion, things like that and related to Nikola Tesla's discoveries, uh, whom Ra calls an angelically pure being and a wanderer. So now to the new material, 8.12. And here we get into the deeper level, where we're talking about Orion. Don asks, you said that at the same time you mentioned that some of the landings were of our people's, landings of the UFO craft. You also mentioned that some were of the Orion group, talked a little bit about the Orion group, why did the Orion group land here, what is their purpose, and this is the basic statement from Ra about the agenda, the primary agenda of Orion. Ra says, 812, their purpose is conquest, unlike those of the confederation who wait for the calling, the so-called Orion group calls itself to conquest, meaning they will infringe on free will as much as they can, although they are held back by... Um, the interdimensional laws or the law of free will as it applies to interdimensional contact between 4D negative and 3D but <clears throat> they um come in in <laughs> they come for conquest that is the purpose of the new world order ultimately which is to create the um the necessary conditions uh population reduction centralized government um fully structured uh, military rule, totalitarianism, um, fully integrated you know, socialism, fascism, uh, to prepare Earth for Orion conquest, which means absorption into the empire, just like Star Trek and the, the Klingons and the Romulans and all of that, uh, very similar. <clears throat> and so all those who think that they're working uh, for the military of their nation are really working for their nation's contribution to the preparation of Earth for Orion conquest, which would lead to something like um, the Society of 1984 or Brave New World, either a hard power, basically a hard power totalitarianism enforced by a soft power uh, mind control of the remaining population. Also similar to the movie uh, oblivion with Tom Cruise in terms of uh, using earth for resource resource extraction <clears throat> that's what orion does and i believe their interest in earth they have many many purposes but the reason for uh, absorbing this 3d planet which won't happen but they're going to they're continuing to move this way uh is sig- significantly the resources of the planet it's a rich planet in many ways in terms of water and other resources Uh, and it would play a role in the Orion Empire if they had controlled it, which they won't, but uh, it'll come down to the wire in some way. 813, specifically, what do they do when they land? And this is another very hardcore answer. Ra explains, there are two types of landings, meaning Orion. In the first, entities among your peoples are taken on their craft and programmed for future use. This is called E.T. abduction. Real negative abduction. There are two or three levels of programming. First, the level that will be discovered by those who do research. That's called the false cover memory, false memory uh, field or level that is programmed into the mind of people who get real abduction and real negative contact. That is what is uh, expected to be discovered by those who are inquiring to find out what happened. And that's, you know giving them a red herring. Second, a triggering program. Third, a second and most deep triggering program, crystallizing the entity, thereby rendering it lifeless and useful as a kind of beacon. This is a form of landing. So these are three levels of programming that can happen to real negative ET abductees, humans. Uh, This is another issue that we could spend a lot of time on which we can get into for, with questions later, uh, what percentage of human population on Earth have really had negative ET contact? What percentage of humanity actually really has some <clears throat> new uh, alien genetics um, uh, transposed onto their own by uh, genetic manipulation uh, in utero in, in the, of the fetus? Meaning, you can see some people who uh, have the morphology, uh, the face, the physiognomy, or the face structure, skull structure, that looks kind of like the greys. There are some people around who seem to have narrow chins and big foreheads, or little nose or big eyes, who look a bit like the greys. Uh, that's weird. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, you also have this issue of some researchers who are just people who have some information, whether they're uh, liars or they're honest or they've been fed misinformation or they're deep insiders coming out, I don't know, it all depends, who have some statement that, well, you know, 5%, 10% of the population of certain countries have been abducted and have been programmed, mind controlled, and when the shit hits the fan, they'll be triggered with the triggering program and they'll do what? I don't know. That's the zombie phenomenon. They'll go crazy, they'll become violent, they'll go insane. I don't know. I don't know what this is. Uh but <clears throat> uh there there's a very deep, black, ugly and uh potentially scary uh meaning for those who, who you know, who could feel fear, which could be anyone. Uh a possibility that millions of humans have been abducted worldwide since the 1950s by Orion. Uh, There are fake abductions, too, but there are real uh, negative ET abductions, according to Ra. And millions of people are waiting to be triggered and unconscious and don't recognize that. And if you have some kind of situation of, um, you know, mass global crisis a war major global war or uh, fake alien disclosure or uh, asteroids smacking into the planet because there really is some planetoid moving through the orbit through its orbit in the solar system bringing uh, meteorites and asteroids and things falling to earth whatever or mass plague or something i don't know if any of these things will happen in fact it's very possible that none of them do uh, because they've been discussed on and on and on, and the hour is late uh but there is some discussion that yeah, millions of people have been abducted and have been programmed and tr- will be triggered into some kind of activity um you know in the uh shit hits the fan time of Earth, there may never come that time, you know there's a very thick thought form about it. Um, which doesn't mean it'll happen. And sometimes with some of these negative plots, the more it's discussed, the weaker is their potential for manifesting them. But um, there's a lot to consider here. Finally, Ra says, the second form of landing is that of landing beneath the Earth's crust, which is entered from water under sea bases. Again, in the general area of your South American and Caribbean areas, Ra talked about Bahamas and Chile, and close to the so-called Northern Pole. Mm -mm -mm. Is that the Nazi base? Don't know. The bases of these people are underground, meaning Orion. And so Don is already getting very blown away by this because he's a physicist, and although he was a very serious UFO researcher, this is new. And information like this did come out in the late 80s and the 90s. Uh, It's not well uh, represented today, but there is a lot of discussion of underground, undersea bases, a lot of discussion of abduction. I have a long interview with a woman, Deborah Lindemann, who uh, probably was forced out of doing that work of counseling or deprogramming abductees or something. Uh, their interview was in the 90s. It can be, You can find it on my site. It's a very long interview. Uh, this has been going on a long time. <clears throat> but in 1981, when this information came, uh, it was shockingly new and shocking, and um, took a while. And uh, to takes a while <clears throat> to actually uh, comprehend and study sufficiently to make peace with and fit into our understanding of what's happening on Earth today. Uh, Eight fourteen. Don asks, "What do the Orion Group have, or what's the objective? What's their objective with respect to the conquest of the Orion Group? What's the objective of Orion?" in seeking planetary conquest ra <clears throat> as we have previously as we have said previously their objective is to locate certain mind body spirit complexes which vibrate in resonance with their own vibrational complex then to enslave the unelite, elite as you may call those who are not of the orion vibration so the way they take over planets is to locate the 3d humans uh, this is really how they work with 3d planets Not 4D, because 4D is positive and negative, and positives are not interested in joining up. They have something better. But uh, in working with 3D planets that are mixed, that that would be of a mixed harvest or mixed orientation, some people positive, some people negative, uh, Orion objective is to locate certain people who are in harmony with their way of being, which is service to self, and establish the elite, working from behind the scenes, and then enslave the unelite, which is about the ninety-nine percent, uh, and then <clears throat> establish the necessary uh, bureaucratic or <clears throat> support level of people who will facilitate the plans of the elite uh, imposed upon the non-elite uh, by hook or by crook. And those are the main—those pres- are the main teachings about Orion for right for right now in terms of underground undersea bases and the uh, agenda the general agenda and the specific agendas regarding uh, negative et contact or abduction so why don't we just jump to questions right now Uh, i really don't know but i do know that there have been earthquakes there was a big there was a 6.7 near barbados just recently And there was an enormous, or a couple of enormous ones off the coast of Chile in the last few years. And uh, it's there, 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 there are many possibilities for the connection between those earthquakes and possible undersea bases of Orion or human Orion. One is that uh, they are fighting each other. The humans are fighting Orion, which seems to be happening, and that's what Phil Schneider uh talks about talked about in the nineties, Dulce Wars, Underground, Dulce New Mexico base wars of the uh eighties or nineties or whatever. Uh John Lear talks about that. Uh the second option <clears throat> is that um the Confederation or, or the planetary the, the logos, the big boss who's uh you know, on whose watch all this is occurring. The the solar being, the being that is the solar system and runs the show, um, uh, according to an understanding of the balancing of free will, uh, is now taking some of the Orion bases out or destroying them by making use of earthquakes, or they're fighting each other, (laughs) or they're having fights, you know, or they're destroying each other. I don't know. I don't know. But... You know, all of this, if you Google is your friend or Google is not your friend, but you can find good stuff on Google, even though they're not your friend and Google and YouTube do search for undersea bases. Just go to YouTube. You'll see more than you want. Uh, But I don't really know if they're still operational. But if you go to YouTube and you just just do the search undersea base, undersea UFO base, you will see reports from all over the world. And there is a lot going on. And you also will find certain movies that leak information. A lot. So, uh, I don't know. Any more? Any follow-up? on question? And let's go on. Uh, 815 is a series of questions about a landing contact in 1973. A very interesting contact. You can find books about this. Charlie Hickson. Don asks... In fact, there's a famous book called UFO Contact at Pascagoula. Pascagoula is, I guess, you know, the city where this was. Mississippi, maybe? Uh, Was the landing at Pascagoula in 1973 when Charlie Hickson was taken this type of landing? Ross says, the landing of which you speak was what you would call an anomaly. It was neither the Orion influence nor our peoples in thought form because the confederation, when they make contact, which is not often, is in thought form, not physical manifestation, but rather a planetary entity of your own vibration, 3D, which came through quarantine in all innocence, in a random landing. So this 3D group got lucky and came through the quarantine innocently, and these things happen. I can't understand that, that why there isn't greater coordination at higher levels of these things, but I, I don't, I, you know, there's a lot going on, I don't know. And so, Don goes further, and this is very illustrative, meaning instructive, meaning we can learn something from Ross talking about this particular contact, which is kind of nice, because these are good guys, these are not bad guys. What did they do to Charlie Hickson when they took him on board? Ross says they used his mind-body-spirit complexes life experience, Concentrating the upon the experience of the complexes of what you would call war. How did they use them? The use of experience is to learn. Bang. The efficient use of catalyst is to increase polarization. I'm not the Ra didn't say this here, but <clears throat> the use of experience is to learn. Consider a race who watches a movie or also watches a movie. It experiences a story and identifies with the feelings, perceptions, and experiences of the hero. Uh, they wanted to learn by his life experiences as relates to war. And you may find some relevance here, too. Uh, <clears throat> the efficient use of, the, you see, when we, if we ever get into the archetype cards in the fourth volume, The first card is the Matrix of Mind, the Magician. The second card is the Potentiator of Mind, the High Priestess. The third card is the the Catalyst of Mind, uh, which is the Emperor. I'm not sure about that. Maybe if you remember. The third card, anyway, is the um, Catalyst of Mind, and the fourth card is the Experience of Mind. By way of the interplay between conscious mind and unconscious, our conscious mind and our resources of deep knowing and deep thought and understanding, the interplay of conscious and unconscious, we meet catalyst, which is what comes to us from the world, what comes up within us in the mind. We meet this catalyst and then form experience. Experience is formed by the response to catalyst. Somebody uh, does something; they don't make my reaction. I make my own reaction by their catalyst, and so war is a catalyst. And by each entity's response to their to their catalyst, to their being in that situation, they form their own experience. Most people find it horrible. Some people grow tremendously. Also, uh, that is the efficient use of catalyst. Meaning, <clears throat> souls use catalyst potentially efficiently by a careful um, blend of conscious and unconscious. Meaning, they use their heart, they use their deep mind, they try to uh, make balance with the difficult catalyst. And if they can efficiently use that catalyst, they form experience by which they can learn and then polarize. So this is called the Efficient Use of Catalyst. So this group, which is 3D, wanted to contact, wanted to learn by his experiences because he had learned by his experience or his catalyst of war. By, yes, we call it the experience of war. Ra would call it the catalyst of those phenomena of being in that situation of war. He learned and therefore he had... um, It was a useful experience for that soul, Charlie Hickson, and this group wished to identify with his feelings, perceptions, and experiences, or response to the catalyst, and um, uh, develop themselves thereby. So this is what we do when we watch a movie. Experience a story and identify with the feelings, perceptions, and experiences of the hero. The hero is the word. And We'll go on. So Don goes on. Asked, was Charlie Hickson originally of the same social memory complex as the ones who picked him up? Which is a good question. But no, the, this entity of vibratory sound complex, Charlie, did not have a connection with those who used him. Meanwhile, this was a positive. Excuse me. This was a positive group. So there's some questions about free will and um, positive activity. Did those who used him use his war experiences to learn more of the law of one? This is correct. I'm wrong. Were the entities that picked him, can you describe, is that of the normal configuration? Meaning Don had read the book called UFO Contact at Pascagoula. And I think this book may have been um, produced by or written by uh, Wendell Stevens, very famous, important, good guy uh, who was framed and put into jail, but now I think he's out. See, this is dangerous business, you know. Uh, this is number one national security secret, really, of any nation, but particularly of the ones most involved. So, Wendell Stevens, UFO researcher, military Air Force pilot, retired something, whatever, Colonel Stevens, uh, wrote a long series or produced or was part of a big series of books called UFO Contact at... Dot dot dot, and there were a dozen contacts. Very Important books produced in the, I think, 80s, uh, very well done, and there was one U.F.O. contact at Pascagoula. and in that they describe Mr. Hickson's um, report of what happened to him. So Don's wondering, based on what he read and the the uh, images, you know, the graphics, the drawings in the book, were the entities that picked him up were they of some normal configuration? They seemed rather unusual. In Ra says, the configuration of their beings is their normal configuration. The unusualness is not remarkable. We ourselves, when we chose a mission among your peoples, needed to study your peoples. For had we arrived in no other form than our own, we would have been perceived as light. Meaning perceived as golden white light spheres or uh, elliptical or oblong, you know, oval spheres, three-dimensional spheres of golden light. That's not quite the right form or a useful form to come, among walking, come walking among them uh, peoples of planet Earth. And so they're not unusual. But what you see is that the third density body form of any group on any planet in general is derived from the genetics of the second density harvesting group. So we'll see as you go on here. Uh, this is their normal configuration. They were tall. And uh, we'll explain this more. They're not, this unusualnesses are remarkable. I mean, every planetary group would look different, right? Depending on whether they came from plants, or they came from animals, or they came from mammal animals, or amphibians, or fish, or grasshoppers, or whatever. Or a whole other thing, like a silicon-based life. Well, Don goes on, what density did the entities who picked up Charlie Hickson come from? What was their density? Rocco Roth's sort of commenting, well, the entities in whom you show such interest are third density beings of a fairly high order, 3D. We should express the understanding to you that these entities would not have used the mind-body-spirit complex Charlie except for the resolve of this entity before incarnation to be of service. So Mr. Hickson uh, perhaps was a wanderer, I don't know, but certainly before being born, had expressed um, the desire to be of service to the world. So he was positively oriented. The reason that they contacted him and used him was to learn from his experiences of war uh, uh, in accord with his pre-incarnative intention to be of service somehow to the world or even to them, I don't know. Uh, and so you see, you see, this is kind of um, a little dicey or a little um, complicated because I believe he was traumatized, meaning he had a significant emotional trauma from this experience of a 3D positive-oriented group who was trying to learn from him only, meanwhile, and and in accord with his forgotten, of course, unconscious intention to be of service to the world before he was born, meanwhile, uh, consciously, he's freaked out and traumatized. And so you could think that it was a negative contact, but actually not. and the group doing it, because they were not of they were not a 4d fourth or fifth or sixth density positive, they were really 3d oriented positive um, perhaps were really not up to speed about human fear and um, the effect of their simple you know their uh, abduction or contact or scanning him. Uh, so, this is um, one of these strange things that a positive group that's 3D, again, they're not really, you know, in the light. They're still, they're really of a human level. But, they, of course, they don't look human because they're coming from a different second-density ancestry. But um, not being not malevolent, being overall benevolent, still, because of being naive, or being uh, not quite up to speed about human mind and emotionality, did cause trauma in their um, honoring his commitment to be of service in a way that he totally forgot to scan his mind for his experiences of war uh, to learn thereby. 822, what was the home or origin of the entities that took Charlie... Ra says these entities are of the Sirius galaxy. So there's 3D of Sirians. And so Don is really, you know. Eh, eh. There was further discussion of this, um, e- e- discussion of the contact with Charlie Hickson. Ra had said that they were tall, and um, I don't think Ra said green, but they basically descended from second density trees on Sirius. On some planet in the uh, Syrian star system, Ra said the Sirius galaxy. Galaxy, in this case, is used as as solar system. Sirius is um, a set of stars, and some of those stars have planets. And presumably, one of those, or a few, are 3D, or 3D-level planets. These beings from Sirius, who are tall and green and thin, evolved from trees, where their basic work was meditation. Ross said that their activity is meditation, and their meditation was activity. <laughs> so their normal activity as 3D beings who evolve from trees, very positive, you know, trees are not violent, they're not aggrandizing, they're pretty mellow, trees are wonderful and holy, and considered the highest members of, highest members of the plant kingdom are trees. Just like highest members of the animal kingdom are mammalian, like dogs and cats and uh, gorillas and maybe horses and whales and dolphins, but that's another story. But trees are considered the elder members of the second density group. On this three D Sirius Syrian planet in the Syrian star system somewhere, uh, they evolved out of trees, being. Uh, of that ancestry, they looked tall and green and thin, something like that, and uh, their normal activity in 3D was meditation, meaning standing or sitting and contemplating, just like trees do. Therefore, their meditation, you know, if Ra said that their activity, their normal way of activity was what we consider meditation. For them, then, what their normal meditation would be, would be meditation on activity. (laughs) So, if their normal way, their activity in their life is basically contemplative like meditation, when they do go into what they consider meditation, it's meditation on activity. And um, the experiences of war are about as active as you can get. And they learned uh, more by scanning his mind. (laughs) <laughs> Very strange. <clears throat> so, uh we'll get into that to a later session. So eight twenty three. Don is taking stock of what's been said and says, The most startling information that you've given me, which I must admit I'm having difficulty believing, is that we, United States, has five hundred and seventy three craft like you described. Ra had said that earlier that is five hundred and seventy three in nineteen eighty one now it's much more. How many people in our government are aware that we have these, or how, or how many total people of the United States designation are aware of this, including those who operate the craft? He's shocked that Ra said this, and uh, wondering how in the world could it be kept secret. Don was an airline pilot, and a physics professor, and I guess he was maybe military before Air Force, I don't know, maybe not, but uh, he was a smart guy, uh, and like many smart people, They can't imagine how um, enormous secrets like this could be kept for decades, but they can be. Ross said, the number of your people's varies, meaning the number of people that know about this, for there are needs to communicate at this particular time-space nexus, meaning today, so that the number is expanding at this time. The approximate number is 1,500. It is only approximate, for as your illusory time-space continuum moves from present to present at this nexus, many are learning. (laughs) <laughs> like on YouTube. So uh, in 1981, this kind of information was way off the radar, meaning there were not, there may have been one or a couple of um, very fringe channelings, like a book, a uh, source called Cosmic Awareness from Olympia, Washington or Washington State, <clears throat> that was talking about this in the 80s, uh, but nothing much. There was no YouTube. There was no Internet. And so Ra is saying that at that time, which is uh, 20, 25, 30 years, 1981, you know, 25 years, 25 to 30 years after these contacts uh, with Orion directly, military, U.S. military in the 50s, there were only 1,500 people who knew about it. Today the number must be 50 times, 20, 20 times that, but it's because now there's an internationalization of it. Uh, <clears throat> that's, uh, all shocking, but this is what Ross says. Where, <clears throat> where are these craft constructed? 824. These craft are constructed one by one in two locations. In the desert or arid, dry regions of your so-called New Mexico. And in the desert or arid regions of your so-called Mexico. Both installations being under the ground. And so, you know, I've often said New Mexico is underground base land and uh, northern Mexico too. And if you want to get some kind of link to that, look at the movie The Arrival, which very much talks about aliens underground, shape-shifting, taking human form, related to NASA, um, related to geo, related to terraforming the planet, changing the atmosphere and the climate, to make it hospitable for their inhabitation in the future. So, um, New Mexico and Northern Mexico. Did you say the United States actually has a manufacturing plant in Mexico? Ross says, I spoke thusly. May I at this time reiterate that this type of information is very shallow and of no particular consequence compared to the study of the law of one. And here's a very... uh, Foreboding, ominous line. However, we carefully watch these developments in hopes that your peoples are able to be harvested in peace. Because if these uh, developments of uh, Orion negative, Orion abduction and mind control programming of humans, and the development of these UFO craft that uh, involve psychotronic weaponry or mind control energy, weaponry and electromagnetic or positron, you know, kind of energy beam, particle beam weapons, if they are fully destroyed or fully deployed, sorry, deployed, uh, utilized, uh, used in play, uh, then the harvest may not occur in peace, meaning the planet may be subject to massive, uh, you know, continental, intercontinental warfare. Uh, And there's great destructive power to the weaponry associated with these energy, um, these technologies. So even though there is great danger, Ra says this information is very shallow. Ra doesn't talk that way too often to say very shallow means it's inconsequential. It's not of any particular consequence compared to the study of the law of one because you can't take it with you. This is what it is, and it's the late-game, end-game maneuverings and machinations of 3D-negative humans and their 4D-negative Orion masters. However, down here on the ground, it certainly is um, relevant to what's happening. And um, Don's incredulity is is still here, and he says, I'm totally aware how this line of questioning is, no, is of no consequence at all, but this particular information is so startling to me that it makes me question your validity on this. Uh-huh. I, uh, uh, up until this point, I was in agreement with everything, and that's, uh, you know, people are this way. Uh, this is very startling, and it does not seem possible that this that this secret could have been kept 27 years since 19... 19- 1954, and that we we're operating these craft. I apologize for my attitude, but I thought I would be very honest about this. It is unbelievable to me that we could operate a plant in Mexico, outside of the United States, to build these craft. Maybe I'm mistaken. Is this, is, are the, these craft, are they physical craft built by our physical people? <laughs> I could go get in one and ride in one, is that correct? Ra says, this is incorrect, you could not ride one. The United States, as you consider your society divisional complex, creates these as a type of weapon. Don follows up. So then there are no occupants, no pilot, shall I say? Ross says this is correct. So they're they're pilotless, they're drone. But there's a lot more than that happening. How are they controlled? They're controlled by a computer from a remote source of data. Why do we have a plant in Mexico? The necessity for both the dryness of the ground and for a near total lack of population. Therefore... Your so-called government, yeah, indeed, a so-called government. Your so-called government and the so-called government of your neighboring geographical vicinity arranged for an underground installation. The government government officials who agreed did not know the use to which their land would be put, of course, but thought it a governmental research institution, installation for use in what you would call bacteriological warfare. So these are the so these are the minds of the so-called human leaders who love warfare. They love power. They love war. Mm, That's their thing. That's their thing. They love killing. That's all they do. They scheme and kill. That's their life. What a pity. They'll probably join Mr. Crowley upstairs. I'm sure. Later on. Actually, there's some other destinations in plan for them. But what you can see here is that a very smart person who's very open-minded, relatively, Don, was incredulous and then said, "Um, I was in agreement with everything you said. It makes me question your validity. It makes me question your honesty. It makes me question the authenticity of you, Ra. Actually, he seems to be implying, which is very interesting. That's a human trait. Now, again, um, This was early in the contact, but uh, this is a very common thing here. Uh, You tell me nine things that I agree with, and then the tenth thing seems incredulous. So then I think um, you must be a liar, (laughs) or maybe all the nine things you've said before are not true because the tenth thing is incredulous, or I'm incredulous and startling and hard to accept the tenth thing. Now, that's how negatives work, too that's called disinformation. They give you nine pieces of truth and one big lie, or one little lie, that has a big effect. And so if you follow me on nine, uh, they think you'll follow me on number ten, and therefore I can get my lying information into you and you can believe my lie since I've been telling truth for nine out of ten. So that's the poison pill, a common method of disinformation. Meanwhile, it's also the case that uh, people can tell us a lot of things that are true and easy or sort of possible or uh, not difficult for us to accept, like all that Ra Ra has said about themselves, about the Confederation, before, and their philosophy and their understanding of the universe before these comments in Session 8. Don was on board. Don could accept it all. And now, at some level, he has some question you know i question your validity and that to me is startling but you know this is the beginning and don was really thrown for a loop and the idea that um one country is building you know ufo's in another country but it's owned by the first country you know seems to invalidate the notion that there are countries Well, there really are not countries. There haven't been countries for a long, long time, in fact. There are national caretaker governments or governments, national governments which are caretakers or national managers, and they um, answer to internationalists who really are the higher um, agenda planning schemers of the Uh, planetary orion planetary conquest preparation group so their job is to um make certain things happen across national boundaries um you know and modify national laws and all sorts of things but there really are not nations uh in the sense that there used to be a hundred years ago uh, because the highest elements of most nations work for international agendas which are ultimately uh, in line with the Orion plan of planetary conquest, establishing the New World Order, strengthening the elite, weeding out the rest, depopulation, the mind control, geoengineering. Same kind of things are happening everywhere. And so, but in 1981, uh, this was not a very common notion. So, uh, Northern... Mexico, arid regions, New Mexico, of course, there have been a lot of people since, you know, in the last 33 years, UFO researchers, who've talked about activity underground in New Mexico, and sightings and contacts and many things. Uh, That's the case. These are generally weapons, but there are reverse engineered craft that are piloted, I believe, I imagine. Other people have talked about that. Uh, There was a guy... Uh, in the UK, who has some kind of, he had some kind of physical mental problem, but he had just, he's a hacker. Forgot his name, but he uh, discovered like secret files in the U.S. military about their um, off planet um, departments. You know the the off planet divisions of the U.S. military and space forces. So th- there's a lot. There's the moon. There's the Mars. There's undersea. There's underground their satellite orbitals orbiting platforms there's a lot of stuff going on people don't know so uh, but these were not piloted controlled by a computer uh, from a remote source in Mexico which is not really another nation because really na- there are no nations they just appear to be and then we get out of this towards the end of the session uh, is this the type of craft that Dan Fry was transported in. This is another UFO contact you could read about, an older contact from the 70s, I guess. Ross says, the one known as Daniel was in thought form transported by the Confederation thought form vehicular illusion in order to give this mind-body-spirit complex data so that we might see how this type of contact aided your people in uncovering, of in the uncovering of the intelligent infinity behind the illusion of limits. <clears throat> so... The illusion of limits is the uh, normal perceptual matrix. It's the 3D matrix, not the uh, negative matrix. There's the There are two matrices, I've said. One is the, the logoic, meaning of the logos, the creator of the solar system, the creator of the octave, according to cosmic plan, the, the cosmic plan, for evolution of souls in the, gal- in, the in the solar system, which is the veil in mind in 3D. In 3D physical, there's a veil in mind. There is a division in mind between what's conscious, the five senses and intellect, and what's unconscious, which is the totality of of our being, which we're unaware of, and all the deeper powers of intuition and inner knowing uh, that we can make use of, all the rest of the mind that we're not normally using. That separation in, 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 in sentience, that the capacity of knowing separated into a conscious and unconscious is the 3D veil, is Logoic plan, is the Logoic matrix. That's the first matrix. And the second is, like the movie Matrix, the uh, false cover of uh, human society and all the secrecy behind what's really happening, which is um, very conscious and deliberate and long-term Orion 3D human elite agendas for world uh, conquest, new world order, and absorption into the Orion empire. So uh, those are the two matrices, and that's uh, the substance of of our experience of the illusion of limits, which is the view that everything is limited, everything is uh, delimited, everything has a particular shape and form, and I am not you, and the cup is not the table, and um, all is separation. You know, the many of the many is not one. That's the illusion of limits. Uh, they. This is actually a confederation contact, so we're talking about something quite different now. Dan Fry, I guess, was a wanderer, maybe he's still alive, I don't know, contacted or had a E.T. Um, interaction with a confederation thought form UFO, or thought form appearance for them to try to learn more about um how whatever that contact i don't know about that contact in detail how that particular way of contacting a wanderer would would or would not be useful in helping people wake up and get out of the um uh, illusions and see um you know God in the machine and see divinity and uh, you know move to spiritual transformation so this was a kind of a a positive contact very different than what Ra was talking about underground undersea bases and all the weaponry totally different Uh, so let me um, there are just a couple more questions before the end of the session and I'll do that and then we'll move to questions 831 Don asked would it be possible for any of us to have some type of contact with the confederation in a more direct way Uh, Ross says, in observing the distortions of those who underwent this experiential sequence, meaning contact with the confederation in the past, we decided to gradually back off, shall I say, from direct contact in thought form. So the the contacts were mainly thought, were basically of thought form, because they're coming from a higher dimension, sixth density, and they don't come down in a, they don't make a physical body, they make a thought form appearance. It's a um, mind-made body, and yogis can do that too the least distortion seems to be available in mind-to-mind communication, like telepathy or channeling, like what's happening with this rock contact. Therefore, the request to be taken aboard is not one we care to comply with. You're most valuable, most valuable, in your present orientation, meaning in your body, um, free agents uh, choosing to connect to us and listen to us and um, do whatever you will with it, not... Us walking among you in thought form uh, appearance. Because that has led to all sorts of troubles. Because, you know, again, um, snake drinks water, turns to poison. So if the deep mind ba- biases of humanity are so conflicted, so self-contradictory, which they are, um, they take the, the the water, the pure water of um, true divine contact or positive ET higher elder group contact and then turn it into some kind of confused uh, self-limiting structure like religion or um, human sacrifice or, you know, black magic cults and uh, groups that turned the original teachings of the confederation or the technologies offered to the Egyptians or Atlanteans into service to self-activity. Better to just make mind-to-mind communication 832 closing up here the last major question of the session in terms of content content for us Don says the reason that i've questioned you so much upon the craft which you say united states government operates is that if we include this in the book it will create numerous problems yes indeed it created some problems for LNL. l it is something that i'm considering leaving out of the book entirely Or I am going to have to question you in considerable detail about it. It's difficult to even question in this area, but I would like to maybe ask a few more questions about it with the possible option of leaving it out of the book. And then he gets into another detailed question. What are the diameter of these craft the United States use? Something like that. Ross said, I suggest this be the last question for the session. Um, we will speak as you deem fit in further sessions, asking you to be guided by your own discernment only, free will. So Ra saying, you have total free will, please guide yourself by your own discernment. However, they did say this is very shallow and not consequential to the teaching of the law of one. And Ra had limits to how much they would say too, for sure. So you have your total free will and I have my total free will. Uh, that's the way of positive sharing, positive teacher-student relation. Ross said the approximate diameter, given several model changes, is twenty-three of your feet, as your measure. <laughs> and that was it, and that was the last question in this session about the uh, minutiae of uh, human uh, weaponry craft uh, undersea, under sea, under underground, under sea, under bases uh, construction and the shocking uh, notions that there really are not nations and um, there is a supranational government in place this again uh, 33 years ago in 1981 was very shocking today it's um, very commonly known by people who um, wish to uh, see the human matrix Uh, it's very well known and that has changed the parameters of what they can do comfortably because there's so much more exposure of the negative activity on Earth. Okay, so the last two questions of this session were about asking what how to make Carla more comfortable. And um, they talked about uh, more carefully monitoring the placement and orientation of the symbols, meaning the Bible and the chalice and the candle and the censer things around her that helped her, Carla, uh, prepare and get into a purified state of mind, aligned, ordered to, re- to be ready for the contact. <clears throat> and it, it also um, helped the group prepare. And Ra at the end says, uh, there's an approximate three degree displacement from proper perpendicularity. <laughs> so this is, you know, high intelligence. So when, when you find somebody of very high intelligence like Ra, uh, it's not easy and not wise to discount um, what's said because it's shocking or startling or requires um, reconstruction of our assumptions. It challenges our assumptions and it requires us to um, reform our paradigm of reality. Now, uh each each statement that anyone makes should be evaluated one by one uh but uh the, the the degree of intelligence in this contact is indisputable and um for any who appreciates high intelligence it's easy to see this is a source of great high intelligence uh and then once that's known one can look at uh, indications of polarity and um, in that Ra is of maximal respect for free will uh, and maximal explanation of polarity, you know, that indicates their positive polarity. Negatives don't explain polarity very clearly because they don't know to explain themselves. If they did explain polarity, the metaphysics or philosophy of polarity serves to others, serves to self, positive, negative, path of unity, path of separation, the way of... Unconditional acceptance versus the way of control through deception. If any entity explains that fully, you would see if they're negative. And so the negatives don't talk about that. Nor do they honor free will fully because they command and demand and require and threaten and uh, lord over the listener. I am the jealous God and I am the big shot and you follow me and you're the chosen one and you're going to control them and, uh, you know, do whatever I tell you to do because you're better and superior and elite. All this uh, stuff, all this rubbish, <clears throat> because actually all is one and all men are created equal. All beings are what? Vibrating light with bodies, with various levels of mind. But um, realization of that metaphysics um, Destroys any capacity for uh, elitism, because there is no the whole notion of inferior superior in terms of beingness. It falls away when you know what your being is, and all of that is explained very clearly and kindly uh, by Raw, and even non-dogmatically, because they explain their many options and ways of seeing. Uh, and that should be enough for anyone to know that this is a very high-level positive contact. Anybody who doesn't see that is not ready to see, which is fine. But for those with eyes to see, it's very clear. This is a very high-level, intelligent, positive contact. So, bang, it's 11 o'clock. Let's go to questions. Yes, absolutely. And what you can see there is uh, what is released today as new was... um, well-developed and utilized by the shadow government or military-industrial elite uh, 30 or 50 years ago. So the drone thing today probably was very well-developed 30 years ago, as Ra's Ra saying. And that's normal. And you're exactly right on that. Uh, oh, yeah, I would think so. I mean, I, I don't know. But I would think, I—I I, my view is that there probably are, um, you know, um, Earth government, Earth elite unified central government, which they already have, you see. The world government thing that they're trying to bring into form is already established in a secret way. There's the global government already that is made up of representatives of various nations and military complexes and finance and this and that. They already have that. I think, uh, <clears throat> I would assume then that they have bases on the Moon and Mars, meaning they're piloting. They have ships that can that can go subsonic and supersonic, or sub you know sublight, and and and, um, and then approaching the speed of light uh, that will move them. That can move them to those bases. So yes, I I would imagine that they have many um, high-speed piloted and even large craft transport or or equipment craft that they use to move out of the atmosphere to other planets of the solar system how much they do how far they go i don't know but i would assume yes of course they do and it may actually of course be that they had these 33 years ago but rod didn't say everything so anyway yeah any other question see i i don't know um I don't know about particular. I mean, I think that the sighting, you have to evaluate each sighting uh, and therefore each craft on its own. The black triangle thing, which those sightings of that type of craft, which have been seen, I think, over Belgium, which is NATO, and over Arizona, the uh, Phoenix Lights, um, don't follow the way of confederation appearance because they were mass sightings by um, many, many people. Uh, Confederation doesn't do that with their thought-form craft appearances, because it infringes the free will of those who would be shocked and don't want it. So then that's going to be either human or Orion. In general, craft are going to be human, Orion, or Confederation. If it's a one-to-one positively oriented sighting, meaning the person who sees one craft, one person, or just a couple, uh see a craft and then gain some kind of spiritual inspiration, then it's likely Confederation thought form craft. If it's for masses of people, uh, then it's likely Orion or human. The difference between those two I couldn't really say um, I don't know. Uh, they would share some of the same characteristics uh, but they'd be a little different um, but the, the black triangle probably is human or Orion. <sighs> I'd say. Maybe a human. I really don't know. They have uh, invisibility cloaking. They have that ability. And they have shape-shifting. There are videos on YouTube you can look at <clears throat> that show chemtrail planes disappearing or turning into light midway through. <laughs> planes that are spraying chemtrails going out of physical form, appearing then as light and then invi- becoming invisible and then reappearing as a, as a physical plane or the appearance of a craft. How about that? Yeah, I, I, you see, I believe that everything Ross says is true. However, they don't say everything that is true, <laughs> meaning there's a lot happening that they don't say. They don't say everything. Uh, what they say is flawless, but they don't include all discussion of everything whatsoever. They can't. Nobody can say totality, and uh, there are issues of free will preservation which would with which would lead them to withhold certain information. So Don could be asking about Kraft, and Ra will only say what they feel it's appropriate to say, given uh, Don's um, level of questioning and self-preparation, and uh, what's safe to say, given what would infringe on the free will of humanity as a whole, if they had said it. There, there are metaphysical dynamics here beyond just Don and the LNL group listening and the future publication. There are very subtle met, metaphysical considerations about what uh, a six-density being, positive being, would or sh- should say, or the, the ramifications of what they say that are beyond it the human readers. Parts. Yeah, there are very subtle metaphysical considerations in uh... in in play in the uh... entirety of this contact with rock what they say changes um, the the uh... calculus of human evolution in very subtle ways even if no one reads it it's not that don is going to hear some information and go um, searching for you know go go, go uh, on a, uh you know, some kind of fact-finding mission. And it's not that anybody reading this book is going to uh, find the Holy Grail and do this and do... It's not the Holy Grail. It's the Ark of the Covenant, I believe. Yeah, they don't use the term Holy Grail anyway. Uh, it's the Ark of the Covenant because it exists somewhere. Uh, it's not that Don or any reader is going to go out and find it or uh, make trouble and try to uh, use it. But the... Uh, there, there are just very subtle metaphysics in play in terms of um, what information that uh, <clears throat> is currently being held secret uh, is, uh, is revealed or not revealed. The revelation of human negatives secrets, secrets, particular secrets, uh, is a metaphysical matter. Affecting the law of free will or in you know uh, guide you know in rela- in rele- in re- relation to the law of free will uh <clears throat> that uh, affects human evolution in quite subtle invisible ways, and they know that, and it's beyond whether somebody uses the information. it's just the revelation of the truth or not and raw therefore doesn't say things that they know would infringe or technically be infringement even uh if nobody reads it or uses it so <clears throat> yeah that's what's going on here so i would imagine there were piloted craft 30 years ago too frankly i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised i would be surprised if there weren't and absolutely if there are off planet bases they have to have craft piloted uh, with people and supplies of course so this is a pretty heavy session and um next session will be number nine and the topics uh were more about harvest and the densities and earth history uh mainly about densities and earth history and a little bit about maldeck and bigfoot solar system history so we'll move out of the orion uh consideration or the zone of orion related information which is just fine okay so anyway thank you for today and have a good evening and um, take good care (laughs) okay thank you and uh good night